0: Are you ready to listen to a podcast? Podcast. Here comes the Playhouse Podcast. Thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Find, subscribe,
1: and listen. Listen, never get into an elevator and look at an old man and go, what, you you got a Homer hanky there? We'll tell you why coming up towards the end of the podcast. Here we go.
0: Can you help me?
1: To Mandy a couple of seconds ago, she got a little situation at
2: work. So uh, we hired this, like you know, this receptionist, and she's like 23. And honestly, like the what, what she wears to the office is like kind of making me feel uncomfortable. So
1: we got belly button, we got cleavage. We and- have clients
3: noticing, which right there, go to the boss and say, my client, my high end client, just made mention. I don't want us to be known for that. So the rest
1: of the clients really like it, though?
3: It doesn't matter. It Kayla, doesn't
1: matter. first thoughts when you heard this, other people's problems, what would you do if this was you?
4: So I would be pretty generic about it. I would bring it up to my supervisor to then just talk about the dress code in the building in yeah. general. So then everyone's just reminded of what <laughs> you're supposed to wear. And then after that, like if she continues, I would probably approach her, <laughs> to be honest. I really would. Because I feel like give her the benefit of the doubt then. You know, I yeah. think it's a respect thing to go to your coworker before having to talk to your supervisor. I mean, that's the kind of respect that I would want instead of having to go to the higher up. Just try to. But not everyone does confrontation. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that's what I'm most comfortable with. But, again, be generic. Yeah. Reach out to your supervisor and tell everybody the dress code. Kat's got this go from Cheshire
1: Cats you know smile what I'm on talk right about. now. What are you going to talk about?
4: You don't know what I would bring up? With no.
1: this. What would you bring up? Back
3: when I had a kickin' and bod and I was told to put it away, you had to tell me.
1: I was told mm-hmm. by the president of our company okay, so let to me explain tell her this outfit. to put some more clothes on.
3: So I had like the hottest outfit. I wore a Buffalo Wild Wing. Right, Because who doesn't okay. want to get
1: sexy at B dubs? Do,
3: I don't know why it was an issue, but it was like a spaghetti strap, Abercrombie. It, it looked like, kind of like a Teddy tank top. It was so cute. I had ripped jeans. Great boobs. This is like before breastfeeding. Like I I was killing it. And then I was told to put some more clothes on. But I was young. You know, like look back at your younger self. How many things that you did that maybe you wish you had an older influence to kind of guide you?
4: In the right environment, though. You know, if that's a B-dubs, absolutely. But if you're in like a professional business setting, then that's just a different it's just a different ballpark. You
3: well, know? I think I wore that. I do, I do you know.
1: like your method of, you know, making a blanket statement first, because I'm going to be honest with you, Kayla, about 30 to 40% of the emails I send around here are targeted to one person, but I can't call them out. So I send it to everybody oh, like, yeah. like, Hey everybody, just to review our policy on this, knowing that 99% 100%. of the people are doing it right, except for you're hoping that one knucklehead will catch on.
3: If you blame it on corporate, yeah you're good every single time. If you're just like corporate is handing down a new way of how they want things to look, you can't go against corporate or go get a new job. Good
1: stuff, Kayla. Hey, appreciate your thoughts this morning. I hope you have a really great day today.
3: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. You too. Take
1: care. Uh, right. If you've got thoughts, I'm seeing the text coming in. A lot of people are saying, do not make this your business. Definitely just go to HR and mention it. They're, you know, and depending on who's running your HR department, they'll usually find a pretty creative way to make this not a big deal. Yeah. They'll just, hey, real quick, uh, notice that uh, we're showing a little too much skin. I'm going to need you to up your game a little bit. Yeah, there's l- nice ways of saying this. I just personally would never get caught up in something like this. This sounds like trouble. you guys have any weddings you're to any winter weddings you're invited to?
3: Uh, one of my cousins might be getting married for a third time. <sighs> ah, She Even, literally just got divorced like four months ago for the second really? time. I don't. Um, that's the thing with people. Man. She loves love. And I love her. She's like the biggest ball of joy to be around. Um, but I don't I don't understand. I hope she goes slow with this one. But yeah, no, none. Thank God.
1: If you are headed for a, a wedding anytime in the next few months. I was reading up on the worst things guests and couples can do at weddings. And I want to run these by you and see if these are really, really that horrible. So let's say it's your big day. Before the food even got cold, imagine if any of your guests would have done this, cat Okay. Gave a speech without permission.
3: Um, That would be really odd to take it upon yourself to grab like everybody's a microphone. Like, I know.
1: Guys, uh, I'm JJ. I really don't, I'm not supposed to be giving a speech today, but I thought I would take this moment to you to freaked out.
3: Listen, I would probably have had my, my heart would go faster for the beginning, but if it turns out to be a really amazing quick speech, no, none of them ever do, then it, then it would be really nice.
1: Don't give a speech unless you're on the agenda. Also on this list, these are the things, the worst thing you can do as a guest, getting hammered. Seventy four percent of people say it's the rudest thing you can do. Seven percent say it's natural. Wait, it's just natural.
3: I mean, if it's an open bar. Uh, So my father in law saw we had a a girl that used to work on the station. She wore a very, very short skirt to my wedding reception. And she wanted him to see what day of the week her underwear had on. And wow. so she hiked her skirt up. My father in law is like, I saw Tuesday. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: That's what you call it, huh? Yeah. Uh number three on this list, wearing something fancier and more extravagant than the couple. Have you um, ever been to a wedding where somebody outdressed the wedding couple?
3: Uh no. I really only noticed the underdressed. You're really not, unless you're wearing a white ball gown, going to get any flack for overdressing at a wedding. The underdress respect.
1: The underdress is even worse. Uh, they're so saying that most people, uh, if if it's like formal or you're supposed to be wearing a shirt and a tie and stuff like that, if you show up in jeans or boots, and it's really weird because where I come from, that is almost exactly dress code, Yeah, especially at a reception. If it's at a ballroom somewhere, most of the people were doing chores and they just showed up in their cleanest boots.
3: My friend's sister got married. Beautiful, chic barn wedding. Last winter, I went to it and... They were wearing jeans with ripped knees and then their flats. And I was like, what is going on? I know we're inside a barn, but it was one of those beautiful barns yeah. that you should have dressed up.
1: And the number one worst thing you can do when it comes to a wedding,
3: mm-hmm.
1: not RSVPing. Yeah. Who <laughs> doesn't at least send it in saying I'm not going. Here's what I would like That's you just to do. Trash. It's behavior. trashy when you include that line that says reason. You ever gotten one of those? No. Uh-huh. It says it says yes or no and then a reason. Listen, that's my business. Yeah, I don't mostly, think you need a reason. I'm not going mostly because I don't want to be around you and your boneheaded friends or family. Most that's of why. The
3: time, if I'm going to miss it, I'll say no. So sorry, we'll we'll be on vacation or something like Here's that. 50 bucks, Here's fifty alone, bucks. Leave me alone,
1: right? Yeah, yeah those ones that where they reason. Yeah, the hell out of here. I'm Not, not if, giving you a reason why new main cabin master's is on. <laughs> that's why. How do you like that? <laughs> Throughout the show, we get um, some text messages and DMs and phone calls that kind of float in. And this one sparked our interest when we saw this DM from Tara who said, guys, should I cut my hair? And I was like, wait, what? And uh, I
3: love when they ask us. Uh, I'm
1: the last person you want to ask for any fashion advice whatsoever. Kat, probably a little bit more mainstream on it. And And we started digging in a little bit more as to, you know, why this is a problem, this is something, and we said, we we'll just get you on the radio, and you can tell everybody about this. So break it down. We know what it has to do with your husband, right?
2: So um, I feel like, you know, a lot of girls around this time, they tend to switch up their hair, and, like, do you need, um, like, to let your partner know before you do that? Because I have long hair,
3: and I've always had long hair, and my husband loves my long hair. Yeah. But I recently cut my hair to, like, a short bob, and he – Kind of looks at me differently, I feel like
2: now.
1: Really? Well, there's you know probably it, some adjustment period here. For As a guy, I can tell you that, you know, my wife will usually get the same hairstyle, but when she does switch it up a little bit, there's a little bit. Like, you're used to something. It's like if you came home and somebody repainted your living room, it takes a second. You look at it two or three times. It's not that you don't love it. It's yeah. just that you just have to get acclimated.
3: Derek to shaved his beard one time and... I was not happy. Like his face took a totally different shape. And you're like, I think he looks so good with a beard. And so to have him do that, and he didn't even tell me, you know, like he just did it on his own in the morning. And I was like, Hey, you
1: listen, I hate to take uh, this angle, but this is the, the harsh reality of it. He's not going to care when the lights go out. So that's all you really have to worry but about. But
3: also he's got to walk around with you. I always run the hairstyles. Like I'll give Derek like a choice of four. And I'm like, which one would look best <laughs> on me? And he'll always choose one. And I go with it. And I'm always happy you with would, it. If he
1: chose the one you like the least, you wouldn't go with it. I always choose ones that I like. So like, Oh, you give him know. four choices of things yes. you already love, right? Yes. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't think a guy should ever dictate whether or not his wife changes the hairstyle or, or whatever. I think he'll get used to it is what I would think.
3: Hair grows back, too. You're, you're just like every other female, right? You cut it short because you were over it, and now you're going to be ready for your long hair again. Yeah.
1: When your dog or your cat decide to get into your human stuff.
3: This is empty. This was uh, probably more than halfway full. And this the top is not all the way on that was more than halfway full jack try to walk come on let's go (laughs) it's not funny but my dog is drunk and i don't know what to do about it okay
1: so you take your dog to the vet. they give it some fluids make sure it doesn't get dehydrated it's gonna sleep it off it's probably gonna have a bad day tomorrow but what'd your dog eat what'd your cat eat
3: i don't have any well i mean gracie lou freebush would eat the crotches out of all of our underwear anybody's underwear on the ground (laughs) took her out (laughs) that was it r.i.p but Uh, yeah that was like the only thing that she was
0: interested in i don't blame
1: her new york is over here on line three what's good man how are you
0: yeah good uh we had uh one dog same dog growing up queenie and anything that dropped it was considered well she considered it was hers and uh, my older brother has an artificial eye, and he <laughs> dropped his artificial eye. New York. And she took off with it. And that and so basically, there was no waiting for the vet. It was waiting for the dog to to pass his eye off. Oh my God! And how, did it? This can't
1: guys, be real. You're telling me no. your dog ate your brother's artificial eye, crapped it out, you washed it off, and put it back in his face.
0: Paul has lost his eye in the craziest places. He went to work and sneezed and rolled behind a, a toilet in a, at his work. Oh my God! There's was a guy reading the Wall Street Journal and he was waiting for the guy to finish his business. Maybe he a. needs a he bigger eye. Behind the toilet. Why is his eye yeah, always, always falling out? He was always losing. Well, he'd smoke a lot of weed, so he relaxed the muscles and it'd drop oh. out of his head. But He was losing his eye on a regular. Well, he wouldn't just, you know, brush it off or pop it back in. He'd naturally disinfect it and clean it, of course.
3: Has he ever lost one completely? How much does an eyeball run?
0: How much is an eye? Well, the one he got was uh, $1,500. Oh, that's not bad. The company reimbursed him. Of course. But that was 20 20 years ago, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Now they're probably, you know, a little more advanced. I get something different, like a red dot in it or something. That <laughs>
1: all, right, all, right, all right. All right. All right. All right. I rails. knew we were going to get one of these stories. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure to have you. By the way, we got the name of the podcast already this morning. It's only 717. Why was his eye always falling out <laughs> yeah. will be the name of our podcast. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Hey, good morning. How are you? Hello. Good morning. Hey, good morning. What's your name?
2: Hello. Holly. Hi, Holly.
1: Well, what would the dog or cat eat?
2: My dog ate my husband's teeth. His teeth? To his, to his teeth to his car. Oh, his and it's teeth. And like, it's one of those, like, computer chip keys it's like, $700 for a replacement.
3: Yeah. Well, so, what about the battery yeah. inside? I would be worried about the battery eating away at my dog's stomach. Oh, yeah.
2: No, you no. Know, the dog pooped it out, and that's because I always yell at my husband. You know, you need to put more on your key ring other than just the key. Yeah.
1: Uh, do you give the dog a bunch of like uh, Miralax or something to get it moving faster, or do you just let nature take its course?
2: Oh, we just let nature take the course. It's it's our Saint Bernard, and she poops, you know, pretty regularly. Oh man.
1: You wait it out, and then you wash it off, and he's using that key today to go to work.
2: Oh yeah, he doesn't have a choice because we're not paying seven hundred dollars. <laughs> <so> his- <laughs> <laughs>
1: has he? Has he upgraded his keychain to something a little bit bigger and less digestible now?
2: Yes and no. He has a little cartoon animal on it, and I'm like, that's not going to be big enough. All right,
3: well, let him learn a- another lesson. You don't that's have to a walk $700 behind your dog, lesson, though,
2: or the dog might die. Well, yeah. I know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're on an acre and a half of land on a dead end dirt road. It's like, well, are you gonna really follow her all around like this whole big property we have. Yeah. But, okay, oh, that's on you, honey. It's
1: all right. Like, okay. Oh, how Patty's handle this. Have a great morning. I appreciate you. Uh, I got one more call to take. Andrea, what the dog eat?
3: My dog ate the weed. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now- so I was waiting for these calls. Was it like a, an edible or what? Well, it was just a baggie. A baggie. I was in high school. Yeah, I was in high school. I was trying to hide it.
2: and I found it. And then the cat drank my uh, drink.
1: So, I, yeah. so the, the cat's drinking your booze. The dog's eating your weed. How did the dog act, by the way, after it ate the marijuana?
2: He was really mellowed out. but yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course he was. <laughs> barking at, barking at weird
3: things outside. And we're like, what the hell are you barking at? Gail Lewis, she is going viral today for a video that she made. She works at worked at a Walmart in Morris, Illinois, and she had been there for a decade. And she signed off.
0: Attention Walmart, this is Gail Lewis, ten year associate, Morris, Illinois,
3: eight four four. Signing out. Good night. So today was an end of an
0: era for me. What you just saw was me signing out for the last time at my Walmart that I have worked at for 10 years. It's a happy sad because I'm going to be going
3: to a better job. Those people became like family. Fix your face. Have some compassion. Is it she this put slow? her all into this job. is it this slow of a news day? This girl worked at a job for 10 years and she's making the national news. What the hell is going on? I love how they're equating it to like when an officer signs off for the last time no. all dispatch.
1: It's nothing like, like that. You worked at Walmart. Most people have had a job at Walmart or Target or McDonald's.
3: The hashtag is all hail Gail. So what the hell is going on here? Gail, Gail Lewis is There's trending nothing today. nothing else happening.
1: I'm betting that if we gave you $15,000, this would be the best Christmas ever. Even if it's not going to be the best, you might as well take our money, right? Just text the word GIFT, G-I-F-T, right now to two five one one zero four seven for your shot at $15,000. Do that as we get you back into the podcast. Keep an open mind about the story I'm going to tell you. Okay. You have to tell me whether or not this was wrong or kind of okay and funny.
3: So I'm gonna say wrong, because if you think it's funny, it's probably wrong. I didn't. You didn't?
1: I didn't think it was funny. Your
3: face is saying something else.
1: It was. It caught me so rarely at this point in my life do I get speechless or caught off guard to the point where I want to evacuate the situation? Okay. Here's how it went down. Friday night. I mean, like I don't know. Fifty hockey parents are all just having a good time. We're playing blackjack at the casino. We're at the bar. We're just laughing. It was really just a fun time. At one point, my wife tells everyone in the casino, shots in our room. She announces our room to everybody. I'm like, what are you doing, Tricia, right? So we get on the elevator. There are, I don't know, 10 of us and these two elderly people who were clearly just being at the casino, having a good time. By the way, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. Okay. So I was like, what are these old people doing up? Anyways, they get in the elevator. They're crammed in with all of us. We're loud. We're just letting loose, having fun. And my friend Brad looks at this 80-year-old man, and around this guy's neck was a Homer hanky. Oh,
3: cute. All right. He goes, what do you got there, Homer hanky? Oh, my God. Somebody equally as rude as you.
1: Now, if I was to tell you an 80-year-old man that couldn't really talk had a Homer hanky tied around his neck, what would you assume that Homer hanky was there for?
3: To cover up a stoma.
1: To cover up a stoma. Yeah. He looks at him and goes, cancer. took Most of my tongue. Brad's going to esophagus. hell. esophagus. And I turned and I could not pry the doors open fast enough.
3: How did Brad respond? Because one, goes, that's a totally, goes, a, that's totally a Brad thing to do.
1: Here's how he responds. He goes, what, 87
3: or 91? Wow. Wow. You have met your match, sir. You have met your match. You, I, you have said and done things that made pe that, that left people speechless. This guy is now be- beating you. Goes, in all those scenarios. What do
1: you got a Homer Hanky there?
3: Oh my and God. And it was
1: clearly covering up the hole in this man's throat.
3: Wow. I bet that guy, though, has a pretty good sense of humor. I bet he wanted to make Brad feel as uncomfortable so as possible. That's
1: my that was the follow-up question. When I thought about this a little deeper, do you think the guy's wearing a Homer Hanky because he wants people to notice or that he's got a good sense of humor about it? He took a Homer Hanky and wrapped it around his exposed windpipe
3: yeah to avoid any pathogens to enter i'm sure wow brad can we call brad we should call no, brad and i say, don't want
1: to talk about this anymore after today today it gets what buried What you
3: thinking you know you just don't know what walk of life people are dealing with maybe it's a pretty new stoma and he's still getting used to it I don't know. He was
1: out there. It was 2 a.m. He was at the casino. Well, he was then giving good her. for him. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Good for him. Just a, It was Hi, a weird Brad. moment. I couldn't turn to get out of that elevator <laughs> fast enough.
4: <laughs> bingo! How far? Last week, someone lost an eye at
1: bingo. Bingo!
4: Bingo what bingo?
1: Bingo! Bingo! All right, this is listener bingo, and here's how it works. I put all the phones on hold. You get to be the star of this bit. Don't start calling until you hear me say call now. But the first person through gets to tell us their story. Grab some goodies. But you've got to be very specific with what you are or the quality you encompass. So, for instance, maybe you're somebody listening who who
3: has ever been stopped for something that you forgot was in your luggage. The TSA has recovered a knife that was hidden inside a loaf of keto bread at SeaTac on Wednesday. And, you know, a lot of people are traveling with their food and you know it's an old lady that's like well i'm gonna bring my own cutlery and i'm just gonna put it on in here another sort of shocking thing is that over 90 percent of firearms that are brought to the checkpoint and carry-on luggage are loaded and the vast majority of those have one in the chamber ready to go well, how
1: long did you travel with a knife in your bag
3: yeah i know um two countries and then seven other airports i just you got can't through believe it.
1: seven tsa screenings yes With a knife in your bag and nobody said a thing. We
3: have the best travel backpack uh, to bring aboard a a plane. It fits everything that we need. And we took it everywhere on every single trip. And then finally, we're coming back from Mexico and they said, no, come over here. And they pull out this huge knife from the back compartment of. So it looked like it was being hidden, but I don't even know how it got in there. It was a huge knife from Maui. So weird.
1: Okay, so yours is anyone listening who? who
3: has ever been stopped for something that was in their luggage,
1: like more than hot sauce.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe something that uh, makes noise
1: or. I, I mean, people joke about that all the time. Like, oh, my brother-in-law is leaving for Vegas. I threw yeah. a loaded handgun in his bag.
3: Yeah, no, that's not a joke. bad
1: idea. Yeah, uh, mine's going to be anyone listening. And I started this morning uh, getting back into working out before our show, and there's something weird about like a 2:45 a.m. Workout, knowing most of the world is really still asleep. So I just want to know, is there anyone else listening who, like, works out or gets their morning exercise in before our show even gets on the air? Dominique, you're first through. Who gets the bingo?
3: Kat gets the bingo. Yay. All right, so what did they find? What did you have in your luggage?
2: The crazy thing is, it was exactly what JJ was just talking about. Uh,
3: Explosives?
2: Because they said that... They yeah they said they found um like focus powder on my belly like i was just like what what <laughs> did you say yeah, did you they say, say that, like, that was
1: cocaine <laughs> last night no
2: i uh, you know i can't i can't even figure it out i was just like <laughs> what, what do you mean so then what so happened I was, I was there for like 10 minutes they had pulled me aside they did the, the walkthrough thing where the machine spins around you and then they did the handheld one and then they patted me down and I'm just like um this isn't scary at all like uh can we uh, how's your day do you need to call me how's
3: your day <laughs> no do not try to talk to them because then they think that you're trying to divert the situation or uh look over there type of thing you just go with the flow do not give them any clap back or anything like that. That's so what do, you,
1: what do you think it eventually was? Like you just had like a, a weird soap or body lotion or something on that just triggered it?
2: Well, I stayed in the casino that uh, when I went to
3: Vegas, and that's when it happened. So I was like, weird. who knows what was in the area? It could have yeah. been cocaine. It, I
1: don't know. Yeah, I mean, it could be anything. But I mean, point.
3: are you mad that they caught something, you know? At least they're like on the lookout and like... Alert no, I stuff. actually laughed. It made my day.
2: I laughed the entire time to make it to the um, gate, and them tell me that my flight is an hour delayed. So, yeah. yay!
1: Do you do you ever think about that job and how they have to have like, throughout a daily basis, they're going to deal with just some nasty people that have nasty habits. Yeah, or just,
3: like, ornery people that don't want to deal with all the madness of flying. I bet they just see the worst in people, too. Oh, nobody's
1: happy at that point. You get happy when you get to your gate. But going through TSA, nobody's happy at that point. Taking off shoes. Do I have to take off shoes? Take take my backpack. Take my laptop. Take my iPad. Oh, my God. Well,
3: thanks for calling. You got the bingo. Good job.
1: Congrats, and I hope you have a great morning and uh, stop with the cocaine, okay? What's the train rule?
3: So, as a female, the train rule is that you stop. Not a by the arms that come down. You stop back a little bit further where you would have an option of going left or right if you had to, like if you were going to get carjacked or something. So one of our coworkers drives this massive blue truck with a pot leaf in the back of it. Okay, and he drives like like the hills have eyes. When the bad guys come down and get the family on the bumper, that's what he drives like. He drives. He's crazy. Okay, and he just like. Is speeding up to the arm, and he just slams on his brakes, and he sits there, and we're watching the train go by, and I'm back further by the security building, and so I've always been taught, lock your doors.
1: I have never once heard that. I, I don't anticipate I would, because I'm a guy, but I like, you know, I've got a daughter that I try and teach to, you know, yeah. be safe. I have never once heard the rule. rules, so, so you pull up just far enough that if somebody was to try and get in your car you could peel out to the left or to the, the left right is right
3: I have two options I have a parking lot over here and then a parking lot over here so I'm good to go either way
1: been back a little ways because I've seen rocks get kicked up yeah. by trains uh-huh. and I never wanted one of those to go through the windshield or ding up my ride there's but another I've never good reason thought about it Uh, if somebody was going to try and jack you. Yeah,
3: at least knew what I was talking about when she texted. So it's uh, just another thing that you got to think about. It's like when you're on a long stretch of country road and the cherries go on and then you can call non-emergency and say, hey, I don't feel comfortable pulling over right now. I will go a normal speed until I get to a gas station or somewhere safe because you just never know. Like I'm not talking about eluding the police or anything like that, but you do... Have to protect yourself. There are too many Lifetime movies out there.
1: Would it be better to pull over, call the non-emergency, get your window down just a hair so that you can talk to the cop, or you're saying just keep going, huh?
3: I've been told that's fine.
1: I would think that would really make an officer angry if you just kept going at a low rate of speed, talking on your phone while you're not supposed to be.
3: Yeah. I think if you're doing it, you know, hands-free, can you call non-emergency and you How say, do you find a non-emergency. You're the only officer. one that has
1: non-emergency memorized.
3: Well, you just Google it real quick. Well, you,
1: with your hands while you're driving? Well, you'll get now a, you're a ticket for another, that, uh, but yeah, at I least know. you don't
3: have a chloroform rag on your face. You never know. If somebody's going to buy stuff off Amazon, all they have to do is buy a few of those lights this and would then be a trail g- you.
1: If you're in law enforcement and you can call or text, I would like to know what we should do at that point. Would I,
3: you get angry if a female took the necessary precautions and called non-emergency just to make sure that you knew and we're going to get to them. a gas station.
1: Like like you're saying, you're in the middle of the country, you accidentally roll a stop sign, county sh- sheriff sees you, they start following you, the lights go on, you're going to keep driving as you call non-emergency and you Google it while you're driving?
3: You're probably going to have an angry feeling as an officer, Ooh. but think channel your daughter. Channel your 18-year-old daughter that is driving home to college And she goes to college in the middle of nowhere. And maybe she's got a little lead foot. And that what you never know. There are so many weird imposter people out there that could wreck your life. Take your kid. You never know.
1: If you're in law enforcement or know somebody that is and they want to text or call, we'll keep you anonymous. I don't want to put you on the spot. But I would think that pulling over would be the way to go and then cracking your window. I'm not telling people
3: to do that. I'm just saying. That's probably what I would do. Really.
0: The so Playhouse Podcast is made possible thanks to Brad, Sean, Brian Law offices. Catch the live show weekdays from 5:30 to 9 on 1047 KCLD. Now, share this with a friend.